Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here on a Friday alongside my good friend, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden, as we continue to roll through some of your fantastic mailbag questions that you've posed to us. Uh, we're going to continue the chat with Grayson Allen and Dante DiVincenzo first up, in particular, to who may take the starting role. And then we're going to move into... Ways that we can honor Bobby Portis around Milwaukee for the legendary personality he has obviously become with this Bucks team. Uh, there's some salary cap stuff in there. And then also a question about the FIBA rules and potentially how they could suit Giannis. So it's going to be a fun show for sure. Uh, like I said, to get things started, we'll continue the chat as Frank poses the questions about potential starting lineups. I mean, what's your side? Do you, do you think at this point, would you hand, handicapping it? Do you think Grayson Allen is the likely starter on opening night at the shooting guard position? Or what would be your expectation? I mean, there's obviously a number of guys that, that could potentially fit in there. But um, if you're just sort of going kind of like for like, he, you know, there's the obvious argument for him. I would imagine that Grayson Allen would be the starter. Yes, I do think that they... But is but is kind of the guy that likes to have players in set roles. We've seen that yeah. in previous years where you may look at a player and think, well, it would probably makes sense. George to start Hill never him. starts. George, <laughs> but George Hill is the, is the perfect example. There's no question. And Pat Connaughton has started games from time to time, I believe, off the top of my head. But he he was another guy that that Bud really oftentimes used in small lineups down the stretch mostly prior to P.J. Tucker being there, but he was a guy that Bud trusted a lot. But at the same time, he was really coming off the bench for the entire playoff run, even though there was you know, some discussion. I mean, we certainly at least raised the idea um, during that Atlanta series. Would it make more sense to have someone that does a little bit more offensively, given that there wasn't a, a really logical or straight-up matchup for P.J. Tucker? That didn't happen. So I would expect that Grayson Allen would be the guy that will slot in to the two-guard spot and, and start the season there. And you'll have Pat and Bobby and George coming off the bench, which is a pretty pretty nice second unit there. So I, I would imagine Grayson Allen would be there. Uh, we've discussed Dante and Grayson and you know what it could potentially look like. You brought up some of the salary cap stuff. So we've been through this a little bit before. But while I've got you here, Frank, if you could give us a quick uh, summary of the Bucks cap situation. So Kurt in Milwaukee asked the question, how close are the Bucks to the hard cap now? So, and, and this, honestly, this stuff is really, really confusing. Last year, we spent the whole year talking about the tax line, the hard cap, how much money they had to spend. You've gone through it with the luxury tax and, and now it becomes more of a factor of, well, okay, how much do the owners want to spend? What, what does, does guaranteed money mean for these guys moving forward? So I don't know if, it's, if you can do it quickly, but is there a, a quick way to summarize how the Bucks cap has changed now compared to some of the conversations we had last year, which could potentially confuse some people. 
Yeah. So the most important thing is to understand that the hard cap is not a factor at all this year. So mm-hmm. the, the hard caps usually about six, 7 million over the luxury tax line. And that, that's the only, the only scenario where a team literally is not allowed to spend a dollar more under any circumstance um, is when they're hard capped. And the only time you get hard capped is if you use more than the tax pyramid level. So IE, if you spend more than 5.9 million, um, of the, the non-tax mid-level uh, uh, exception, which they did last year when they gave DJ Augustine $7 million a year. Um, also, if you use the biennial exception, which you can only use every other year, last year they used it on Bobby Portis, so they weren't allowed to use it this year anyway. Um, they could use it next summer, in which case they would be hard capped. But the problem is the bucks are projected to be so far over the hard cap that like, <laughs> you know it's basically like they can't use those yeah. things because they would immediately be in violation of the hard cap. So, um, you know, the irony is they're spending way more, they're way over where they were a year ago, but because, you know, there's, there's, those, there's basically three ways you trigger the hard cap. You use the biannual exception, you use the non-tax mid-level, or you do a sign and trade in which you're the team basically acquiring the player, right? So if they had done the Bogdan Bogdanovich deal as a sign and trade, acquiring the player, they would have also been hard capped for that reason. And it would have been extremely difficult to to kind of fill out the roster, you know, if they had done that right. So, like, you know, would they have been able to, you know, acquire PJ down the road? I mean, probably not, to be honest. So there's, you know, kind of some some sliding doors there. But, um, but bottom line, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but I still have like my month long like random cough still from uh, the night of the the game six. Uh, I I've tested negative for COVID multiple times. <laughs> but I've had this like random cold for like a month. Really annoying. Um, but at, at a high level, yeah. Don't worry about the hard cap. It's not a. It's not even in play this year. And it's just a matter of how far are they going above the tax. Right now, they're about twenty-one million over, um, which translates into over fifty million dollars in incremental taxes beyond their payroll. Um, so they, you know, weirdly enough, as much as the PJ Tucker non-signing suggested that they were kind of going the budget route or, or they were not as willing to spend, they actually, you know, by using, you know, pretty much all of the tax pyramid level on the George Hill signing, as well as um, using another piece of it for the Yorgo signing. And then on top of that, using their trade exception to take in Grayson Allen's almost $5 million contract, or I think it was a little before um, taking that contract without sending any money out. They've actually, you know, increased their, their tax bill quite considerably. So, um, you know, again, they, they still could have re-signed PJ, um, which would have pushed their tax bill even, you know, another 30, 40 million. <laughs> um, but they're, I think they're third right now, I want to say, in terms of total tax bill behind um, uh, the Nets and Warriors. So those teams are kind of like in a different stratosphere, typically in terms of their tax bills. Um, but the Bucks are are third, so you know. I mean, again, we can, I think, still debate the way that they handled the the Tucker move. But um, you know, since then, they they certainly have not been pinching pennies or pinching pennies, <laughs> <laughs> pinching pennies around the market. That that's our our uh, paints in the point um, yeah. for for this week. Um, but uh, but yeah. So long story short, um, that that's kind of where they are now. Uh, and if you look at next year um, and you just sort of assume the the Pat, even if you just assume the Pat, Bobby, and the NASA's player options are picked up, 
um, they'll go into next summer with a cap number of 149 million, which projects to be about $4 million um, over the tax. And again, Bobby Portis is opting out of his $4.5 million. So, you know, if you, if they have an understanding and he comes back for like something around the mid level, then that's probably like five or 6 million more. So at that point you're at, you know, 155 million with a whole bunch of roster spots left to fill um, at that point. So, so yeah, they're, they're going to be in the tax absolutely next year. They're around 21 million over right now. Um, assuming, you know, they're going to have to do something that that includes Elijah Bryan as sort of the 16th spot, which they're going to have to, you know, presumably cut him or Mamadi or do something else. So that number will go down a little bit, but it'll be right around $20 million most likely going into the regular season. So, um, you know, that would be about a $47 million tax payment. So they're going to be well into the tax this year, next year. And again, next year, you know, the apron will probably be the, the hard cap, which sometimes is called the apron. That will be, it's project, this year it's at 143-ish. Um, next year, it'll probably be around 152. Um, and so again, you're already basically over it. So next summer, again, they would only have the taxpayer mid-level to, uh, to use. They wouldn't be able to use the biannual or the, or the non-tax mid-level. So I don't know. Did that, did that cover what you think the, the, what the question was getting at? Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing with the salary cap and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I've obviously said I, I learned most of everything I know from you, Frank, but there's just so many terms that people get used to, uh, you know, maybe hearing us talk about and then, and then they, uh, they wonder why they don't translate to the next season. So hopefully that helped out Kurt there or some of the other listeners. By the, by the way, I think, I think 23-24, so not next year or not this coming year, not the year after, but the year after that, that's the year that Brooke comes off the books. Um, George Hill is, is off the books. Uh, and Chris has a player option. We'll see kind of what he, I mean, it's a $40 million player options. So we'll see where, where kind of that goes. Um, but that, that would be the year that the repeater tax. So the more punitive luxury tax calculations would, would come into play. So, you know, basically if you're three out of the previous four years in the tax, um, you, you hit the repeater tax. And so, um, so basically that would be the first year of the repeater tax. So I think that's going to be a really interesting year. I think currently you'd expect the tax to be north of 150. I mean, again, this could change a lot between now and then. Um, but at this point they have 125 million on the books for that year. Basically just Giannis, Chris, Drew, um, and the non-guaranteed third year of Yorgos's current contract. So let's just say it would be very interesting to see what they do that year because they will have less flexibility to add a lot of guys unless they, you know, bring back, for instance, Pat Brooke. Um, and if they, you know, obviously, you know, re-sign Dante or, or Grayson Allen to, to bigger contracts or Bobby Portis, things like that. So, um, so anyway, uh, let's just say this at some point in the not so distant future, there's going to be a reckoning. We're going to see, you know, is ownership willing to not just pay the tax every year, but pay, a very steep repeater tax in that 23, 24 season. Um, let's enjoy the next two years. Let's just say that. Uh, cause, cause as the roster ages and everything like that, 23, 24 may not be, be quite so fun. All right, Frank, let's talk about betonline.ag now. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action that bet online, particularly when it, beca- when it comes to the brewers who continue to roll. I asked a question in our DM, Frank. What the hell is going on with Christian Yelich? What happened to that guy? Uh, just moments after he did that, he had a brilliant bunt 
and the Brewers came from behind in extra innings, which is what we love to see. Certainly, if you're a Brewers fan, you love to see it anyway. So you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, NFL, all of it over at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. All right, I need to break up the cap stuff here with a with a with a funny one here, and I did give you some pre warning about this. It comes from Carmen on Twitter. Bobby Porter's just got the key to the city in Little Rock. What is the most Milwaukee way you can think of to honor Bobby? Uh, custom Harley, perhaps his own micro brew. Bronze Bobby next to the Fonz. Maybe Bobby Fest. Uh, what do you think? Have you got any ideas? Man, that's a good question. I mean, I've only had like you know. 10 minutes or one well, no, because yeah. no, we've been running out for a while, but I didn't, I didn't have a lot of time to think about this. Yeah. So um, I'm probably going to turn it back to you here to, to let you uh, okay. offer a first pass at this. But um, I, honestly, the first thing I thought was like of the Fawn statue. And I was like, how would the Fawn statue like play into anything? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't think a, a bronze statue of Bobby wearing a, a Fawn's outfit probably makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I don't think Bobby's quite in the, uh, <laughs> In the bronze statue category, uh, quite yet. Um, I, I will not. Uh, I, I will not count out his potential popularity as an outsider candidate for uh, for mayor of Milwaukee at some point. But um, but I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, we you know Harley Harley something Harley related. That that's that's certainly um, an interesting one. I don't, I don't know if uh, I don't know about his contract. I don't know what it says if he's got any motorcycle limitations in there. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Miroslav Radulica, uh former Buck great Miroslav Radulica, uh was was famously a, a Harley, or maybe not so famously, but um, in terms of Buck's uh, Buck's famous uh, a Harley fan. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't like like a like a cheese curd dish named after him. Um, I don't know. Uh, any thoughts from you? Otherwise, we may have to we have to put it to uh, put it to to our Twitter and and emailers to, uh, to try to see if they have any ideas. Well, they're obviously going to have better ideas than us anyway, Frank. I mean, that's, that's generally, yeah, the, that's, saying. It's, it's generally where we get our best material from. Uh, I did just think of something though, when it said maybe Bobby Fest. So Bastille days obviously is pretty fun in Milwaukee and they have the big Eiffel tower. I was thinking we could have Bobby Fest and we'd just have the Eiffel tower sized uh, statue of Bobby Portis's head or something like that in the middle of uh, middle of that park there. But I was actually thinking, and to be fair, I probably have stole this idea or some of these ideas a little bit from uh, Buck's Reddit, which had that all those great memes of Bobby Portis. And I think they actually showed Bobby Portis some of those memes and he was laughing, he was enjoying it. So one of my favorite breweries or favorite places to hang out in Milwaukee was uh, Broken Bat brewing in the third ward which is a baseball themed bar but i was thinking they could uh, break character a little bit and perhaps they could have uh, so they have different beers at this broken bat which is after you know different players or different baseball you know themes or whatever it is so they could have bobby's porter that would be pretty good you can go in there and uh and have bobby's porter that would be nice uh also if you wanted to to do a full brewery it could just be bobby's poor house that would be nice as well which then of course led me to a steakhouse i, I don't know whether he's a steakhouse guy but uh uh, Bobby's Porterhouse could be a steakhouse named after Bobby Portis <laughs> as well. So 
I, look, I, I think I think there's some ideas there, but yeah, I, I don't know whether the bronze statue is going too far, but I could get behind a, a specialty beer named after Bobby Portis. That seems pretty fun. Yeah, or you know, um, I mean, there, there's after the whole Chick Fil A thing, Culver's made a big play for mm-hmm. uh, you know Giannis and Thanasis eating free at Culver's. Um, maybe a uh, uh, an ice cream flavor or custard flavor yeah. for Bobby. Um, maybe Bobby pecan. Um, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think if there's a, a cake batter. Make cake Bobby. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Our pistachio made portistachio. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm really stretching here, but. Um, but yeah, Culvers or um, I mean, Cops is my personal favorite. Um, maybe Cops or uh, or Culvers could uh, could throw Bobby Portis a, a custom, uh, custard flavor of the day. That I feel like that would be a very uh, signature Wisconsin way to to honor one of one of our state's uh, crown jewels at this point. All right, Frank. We got one more. I know you got to get out of here. Uh, and we're going to get to the weekend. It's, you know, it's, it's the off season. We're going to try and shorten these podcasts a little bit, but this one comes from at sports talk, Joe on Twitter. He said, would Giannis be the greatest player ever if the NBA adopted international rules, more contact goaltending allowed after the ball hits the rim? Granted, he might be the greatest ever anyway, but I think he'd be even better. But I think that this question is interesting. So of course he's talking about the FIBA rules where, uh, you know, goaltending, for instance, you're allowed. I don't know how many people saw this at the Olympics, but there was one play that Draymond Green made in particular where there's a free throw, the ball's on the rim, and you're actually able to go up and, and swat the ball away. So there's rules like that. Uh, three seconds in the key is is not a thing. So defensively, you're you're allowed to to get away with a little bit more. Generally, the game is more physical. But I would kind of argue the other way, and I don't know how you think of, if you feel about this, Frank, but um, we did see it when Giannis played for Greece going back to the 2019 World Cup wasn't his best tournament. So sure, perhaps defensively he would get away with a little bit more, but I do think those FIBA rules make it a little bit more difficult offensively, particularly for a guy like Giannis that is wanting to get into the paint and the defenders are allowed to be even more physical than they already are with him. It's hard for that to, to even imagine that. And also just generally crowd the paint a little bit more in those situations as well. So uh, I'm actually leaning a little bit the other way when it comes to Giannis I I know we always look at it and say well he could probably get more free throws on any given night and have those 19 free throw attempts he had in game six every single night with the way that he plays and the way that he's defended and quite frankly some of the stuff particularly smaller defenders are allowed to get away with when guarding him but yeah I'm not so convinced the FIBA rules would suit him Frank, I've got a, a problem to pose to you, and it's brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And Frank, you've been a man that's been doing a lot of driving lately. So you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto has everything you could possibly need from brake parts to new carpet, everything in between. All you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need from rockauto.com. And the good thing about 
rockauto.com is that you've got choice, which brings us to Built Bar, where you have the ultimate freedom of choice with nine delicious flavors to choose from. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. I'm passionate about the coconut bar, but there's plenty of other flavors for you to get into there. Uh, The thing that I like, you know, I, I try to be a healthy guy. I try to look after myself. And the best thing about Built Bar is that they are healthy. Only 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. They're all amazing flavors. They're all tasty. And they're all healthy. Also, Built Bar, uh, of note, pretty pretty recently here, for those that have been getting into the Olympics, Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty damn cool. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED for 15% off at built.com. That was my first reaction too. And I don't want to over-index on his Greece experience in the sense that he's obviously not playing with, you know, much NBA level talent on, on the Greek team. And again, not to, diminish the quality of Greek basketball, but you know, the box roster by now, Frank said, technically you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I think that's at least somewhat instructive because like you said, uh, the physicality allowed is, is, you know, not, not insignificant in FIBA. I think, as you mentioned, just being able to have a center camp out in the lane um, absolutely can, could hurt a guy like Giannis who, is obviously so dependent on being able to drive to the rim and, and just the more congested the pain is, I think just that's obviously just going to work against Giannis. So that, that to me is probably the biggest problem. And again, obviously, yes, if you have floor stretching big men who can, uh, you know, punish teams for doing that, obviously that, that helps. You definitely want to need to spread the floor around Giannis as much as possible as, as the Bucks already tried to do. But I, I think net net um, the three second rule in particular would, would hurt Giannis um and then i don't know i mean the the i i i have always liked the um basket interference rule i mean you know and we should be clear here like you can't just goaltend like a, a like a jump shot you obviously can't just spike it on the way down yeah. but um but yeah once a shot has gotten up on the rim basically you can um you can bat it off the 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 rim basically as as Draymond so expertly did as you mentioned in that in that one play um you know, I'm sure that defensively that could make someone like Giannis even more effective. Um, but, you know, again, um, I, you know, is that a, a big swing? Maybe not, right? I think, to be honest, I always like that the most just because, like, I just, it's just so strange. It's just so stupid to me that, um, you know, especially offensive basket interference is just such an, a, like, an annoying, like, rule to enforce um, that, you know, I think just allowing, just, just taking that out of the referee's discretion and just like if it's on the rim anybody can tip it in or out i just think that's an easier rule to to you know well just not enforce right you're just not asking the official staff to make those judgment calls um i think the 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 rule that i would most want to bring over selfishly as um as a bucks fan would be the you know the 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 unsportsmanlike foul aka the euro foul rule um which you know if people haven't or people weren't you haven't really watched FIBA basketball basically if like you just you know if there's a fast break and and you just blatantly just like grab a guy to stop a fast break or you know it doesn't even really have to be to stop fast break but just if you're not making any play on the ball and and you're just really trying to stop the play um it's I guess two free throws and right it's two free throws not just one right I think two free throws 
and the, the team keeps the ball. So there's a huge incentive to, you know, a huge disincentive from those sort of take fouls, which I, I noticed when I was watching Vegas, there was, um, you know, there were just like a couple moments where it's like, we've now got conditioned to praising guys for fouling like that. Oh, smart foul. Like, oh, just really smart foul. And it's just like, it, it, it's still like, like against the spirit of the sport, you know, like just grabbing a guy so that you can't go and play basketball and run a fast break. I mean, as an entertainment product, it's like crazy that that, that we've got, now gotten to the point where we just, you know, are, are so conditioned to that being like the quote unquote smart play because it reduces the chance of an opponent scoring in a really uncompetitive way that we just treat that as like a smart thing. And I know Zach Lowe and others have, you know, kind of pounded the table for this. I think Nate Duncan's talked a lot about it. I don't know. I don't, I'm not aware of anybody who thinks that like, you know, bringing this, this call into the NBA game would be anything but positive. Um, because again, it would just force teams to have to literally play basketball. <laughs> um, so that would be something that, you know, we mentioned some reasons why Giannis might shoot free or fewer free throws with FIBA rules. That would be one where there would obviously be an incentive um, or a reason why he would shoot more. And, and again, I just think that would just be better for the sport in general and selfishly, obviously, uh, <laughs> for someone like Giannis in particular. Definitely. And, and I don't know what the numbers actually are. I imagine it's a pretty small percentage of teams that are able to come back and win games when they're trailing late and go to sending teams to the free throw line. I mean, it always seems like it's desperation at that point. If, if the lead is greater than six, let's just say. But they do obviously play under FIBA rules here in Australia and the NBL, and it does change those late game situations as well. And uh, not just late game situation, though. If you remember to the series against Atlanta, uh, that was really a legitimate tactic they used against the Bucks to stop them in transition. They were doing it right from the first quarter, uh, right throughout games. So, uh, which wasn't fun to watch, I, I think. Uh, which is the the point you're making there. At times, the rule can be a little bit frustrating because they are really, really uh, quick on on the trigger when it comes to calling these unsportsmanlike fans. And, and they don't review them. And they don't review yeah. them either. They're just like, it is what it is. Move on. You know, which yeah. I like. I, I don't I don't I don't mind that at all. Sometimes when you're watching, you're like, geez, I don't know if that was unspoken. It's kind of just a reflex action. But having said that, uh, if you start calling up players are pretty quick, they'll adapt to to those rules there. So yeah, that's that's one that I don't mind. Um interesting question though when it comes to Giannis. It's hard to predict. I, I probably lean on thinking about how it would hurt him more than how he could benefit from it. But certainly, if nothing else, he would have some pretty damn sweet highlights, I imagine, ripping the ball off the rim there or swatting the ball away, which would be fun to watch for sure, uh, as as we've seen uh, in the past. So I reckon we can leave it there for now. Uh, we did have one email question that you told me about, which was pretty funny, uh, I, I believe, Charlie Saturday. Oh, let's hold it back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm going to I'm going to get. I'm going to... I'm going to do some back channeling and see if I can get okay. an answer because I don't have one right now. All right. I like it. I like it. I was going to be silly about it, but, but it's a genuine question. So there's probably, um, we, well, I won't give too much away. We'll leave it there. Uh, but the, the point is you can keep sending your questions through. You'll see there's a tweet on my timeline, not too far down that you can either add questions there or just tag us and, uh, and you'll be able to do that. Or write the email locked on at Gmail. Dot com. Uh, Frank, it's always fun doing this. You know, sometimes we get to this time of year and we don't know what to talk about anymore in the off-season. We can continue going over the championship and people will probably be happy about that. Uh, but it's nice to get some content ideas and, uh, and run through them with you. Yeah, it's been too long since we did one of these. So appreciate everybody who's been uh, responding back to the uh, at Lockdown Bucks uh, Twitter handle or, or sending in the emails. And um, 
I feel like we could probably, we could probably just like basically do like one big mailbag for the rest of the summer. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how long we stretch this out. Um, but uh, again, you know, I think letting you guys sort of dictate the, uh, the discussion, I think um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like we're kind of tapped out, <laughs> especially, especially with, uh, you know, not really expecting any, any real news um, here for, for a little, little bit. Uh, maybe that's a famous last words thing, but, um, but yeah, nice to, nice to get a sense of what you guys are interested in. Uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, we, we needed some, we needed some fresh insight to, to reflect on. So, so thanks to everybody for, for responding. All right. That'll do it for this week for us. We'll be back next week, mailbag. And uh, I'm come, trying to come up with some other fun stuff as well. So keep an eye out. We'll have some fun interviews and, and those types of things that uh, you probably got used to if you're a long time listener during the off season or the series season shut down last year as well. So uh, hopefully some cool stuff coming up. Appreciate all you guys listening for Frank and myself. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you guys next week.